0: This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Monday, June 26th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how are you doing?
1: I'm hanging in there, about yourself.
0: Doing all right, doing all right. Having a, an okay weekend, it's been good. It's been real, real hot here in Portland, Oregon, oh, and really? people don't really know what to do. It's and it reaches awesome. the 90s. But... It's been like like super
1: mild like this whole week in in the Chicago land area.
0: Yeah, it's been doing that a little bit so far this year, where it would like be really hot like this for about two days and then go back to like kind of rainy and stuff. But mm. it, summer might be here, might finally be here. Matt, we had a not a great weekend of picks, I will say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we
0: had. Uh... Seth Lugo in San Francisco did fine for a while. He got the win. Oh, he ended up yeah. allowing some late runs. He could, he should have been better than that. It's okay. Yeah, it Tyler Chatwood against the Dodgers. Four runs in three and a third is not that damning. It's certainly bad. He walked eight batters, though. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, that's troublesome. That is not what he usually does. He's usually better than that. I don't know what's up. That. that could have been worse, though. Four runs, it could have been worse. Yeah, And you had James Shields look like uh, James Shields of 2016, not 2017. He uh, gave up dingers. Dingers, dingers, dingers it was the problem for him. He, yeah, a I, bunch I was-
1: I was doing the Godfather impression, you know, like all day on Saturday. Just, just when I think I'm
0: out, they pull me back in. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Well, the home run thing can maybe possibly be fluky, but yeah. Whatever. And then we had Mike Montgomery in Miami, who did okay. Allowed some unearned runs, but we get out unscathed there. No win. He took a took a loss, but no earned runs. Had six strikeouts, was okay. And on the hitter side, we had a whole bunch of nothing. I went. 0 for 4 is all over the place, and Max Kepler and Spangenberg for you have put up a few counting stats, but nothing special. Yeah, we're going to look to this week, and there's a few rough days in here for me, but I found some options. I don't know how, how your thing's looking. Matt, you got anything before we get into our picks?
1: Yeah, did you know that the White Sox retired Mark Burley's number this weekend?
0: I didn't know that. That's kind of cool, though.
1: You know, it's just... For for guys who who pitched that long for the team and, you know, had as much uh-huh. success as he did, it's kinda it's kinda cool. I mean, you wouldn't expect him to you know, a player like that to typically have their number retired by a team, but
0: Yeah. But he was fairly lovable. Like nobody has a bad opinion of Mark Burley, I feel like.
1: Not that I'm aware of, no.
0: No. Pretty likable guy and was there and, you know, part of that World Series team. So I can see that. Also, the line for teams to retire numbers for players is real arbitrary. Yes, exceptionally so. Um, It's nothing like Hall of Fame cases. It's more just like, this was a popular guy. Sure, let's retire it.
1: I think he's actually lost weight since his playing days, which is kind of odd to me.
0: (laughs) Really? He He looks good?
1: Yeah, he he, thin. he looked healthy. He looks like he's enjoying retirement. He looks healthy, so I was happy to that's see good. that. You know, it's not like um, like you know, like how John Cruck is like swollen up. Yes. Like how you remember yes. how he was fat before, and now he's fatter.
0: Yes, absolutely. That yeah. is, he stopped keeping himself in "quote unquote" baseball shape.
1: Uh, well, for him, baseball shape meant round. And now it just means, yes,
0: yeah, that's a baseball shape. <laughs> that counts. True. That is you can be a baseball player and be round. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. He proved it. Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, except for the, with the you know that you're at the White Sox when he quit on the team, but it's <laughs> I, I'm not bitter about that, not at all.
0: No. all right. Well, we're going to look at games for Monday through Thursday. I'm going to start with Monday, Matt. It's a thin day. There's only eight games going on. I found three pitchers worth suggesting and one that feels obvious to okay.
1: me. Okay. I'm 90% certain we have th- The exact same guy
0: there's only one that i feel is real feasible there's (sighs) three i want to at least name brandon finnegan's back he's a halfway interesting guy he hasn't pitched since april he gets the cardinals who are not good against lefties or they haven't been so far this year Mm -hmm. so if you're feeling lucky you can take brandon finnegan because he's shown to be kind of competent sometimes but i'm not rushing out for this one there's a lot of downside here it could be bad Agreed. We like Jordan Montgomery okay, but he's going against the mighty, mighty Chicago White Sox who hit, <laughs> they have an 833 team OPS against lefties. <laughs> That's first in baseball. For whatever reason, they destroy Southpaws. So Jordan Montgomery, interesting guy. You don't want a lefty against the White Sox. Righty, sure, not a lefty. So I assume you're staying away from that one too.
1: The thing of Jordan Montgomery is he doesn't really have a platoon split, but yeah, I am staying
0: away from it. You know, I mean, the it's White Sox, Ugh, oh, the fearsome White Sox. Uh, Abascal Garcia, man, right? Is, is he gonna be their All Star?
1: I think he kind of. Uh...
0: <laughs> he kind of has. I mean, just bumping that trade value, right?
1: Hey, man, Matt Davidson. I'm kind of hoping like they can talk somebody into it because I don't think they're. No. I don't think either of those guys are really all that good. But, so.
0: uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I would sell certainly, and then. Matt, literally the only other name here under our threshold that's interesting at all... I mean, you don't want Nick Pavetta going to Arizona, I assume. It's a great no, matchup, too. So I guess that's the other honorable mention. But German Marquez goes to San Francisco. They have a 6-6-9 OPS against righties as a team this year. That's real bad. That's last in baseball. It's a good place to pitch. Even if you don't really like German Marquez, which I kind of do, I'm just picking Rockies in San Francisco all year, apparently. His ERA is under 4. He's been fine lately. I have a uh, German Marquez in San Francisco. Is, is that the obvious pick? On Monday. Yes.
1: Yeah, it is. I, I almost went Brandon Finnegan, but I, I thought better of it.
0: Again, if you're in DFS or a weekly league or something where this won't haunt your spreadsheet or your, you know, Roto ERA all year, you could take that risk. But he might blow up. It might go bad. So yeah. that's that's intriguing. That's a okay B pick for sure. But mm-hmm. German Marquez is much safer. All right. Matt for hitters. There's some places to go here. It's also a little bit thin, but it there's some options. Thin. Who are you thinking on Monday?
1: Okay, I'll start with my C pick. I'm actually going betting against Brandon Finnegan.
0: Uh huh. Okay.
1: Okay. The Cardinals have a, a right-handed batter by the name of Jose Martinez. Yes. He, he is in fact not like a created player from a video game. He is actually a real person. Oh uh, yeah, he it's, exists. Despite like the like you know most nondescript. You know, Hispanic name possible. Mm-hmm. I think Jose Martinez is probably more nondescript than Luis Martinez, but either way. He's in fact right-handed, and he's done damage in a small sample size against lefties, and he also has a bit of a minor league track record of not only getting on base, but also being able to, to you know drive the baseball. So mm-hmm. he's been playing a bit at first base. I kind of like it. He qualifies, I think, in a few different spots, but if you're looking for a, a cheap, Either cheap first baseman or a guy just to throw in your outfield to fill out a DFS stack. I kind of like Jose Martinez versus Brandon Finnegan. It's ready on lefty, yep. which we want, and Martina, yep. he's shown some proficiency with the bat. So
0: Yeah, he should get in there against the lefty. You would like think
1: that. so. Yeah. Next, my B pick, I'm picking against Jeff Samarja. Shocker mm-hmm. there, in the chart. Of course you are. Of course I am, yes. You, you want lefties against him. and They have a ton of lefties in the outfield. All are pretty much too expensive, except for Rymel Tapia.
0: I'm going with their catcher, Tony Walters, at 3% owned. Okay, okay. I can see that. Yeah, he's left-handed. Yeah, it's either him or Tom Murphy, but they'll probably use the lefty there. I like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. My concern there is always that he hits better at cores, but Jeff Samarja has such a weakness there against lefties that I like that just fine. Yeah, you would think so. he'd be able to
1: overcome that. Well, lastly, yep. my, my A pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Ricky Nolasco going to Los Angeles. Oh, so, I'm sorry, staying. Well, technically staying in Los Angeles. Yes. Playing the Dodgers across town. Across. Um. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. The Angels play. Oh, I I it's the the, the the where Disneyland is, or Disney World, whichever one it is.
0: Anaheim? Yeah. The Anaheim Angels play in Anaheim? Is that what we're getting at?
1: Oh no, no, I'm just it's not really cross town. It's, you know, the, the Dodgers, <laughs> Dodgers play downtown and yes. The Angels play in the It's stronger.
0: across the sprawl that is the Los Angeles area. That's accurate. Yes. Getting anywhere is at least an hour. It's a nightmare. Oh, uh, no matter where you are in Los Angeles, you're 45 minutes from where you need to be, no matter where you are. Yeah. It's awful. And Oof. I,
1: did you ever live in LA?
0: No. I like to visit it. It's kind of like San Francisco where like a really cool place to go and I like to see it and every time I'm there I'm like, man, I'm glad I don't live here. Like I can survive the hour to everywhere on my vacation, but if this were my commute.
1: I actually lived in LA for a year and it was miserable.
0: Yeah, I know you did.
1: It, it, I yeah, do not <laughs> yeah. have nice things. You know, of all the places I've li- I've lived, it was probably by far my least favorite. So, anyway,
0: I like man. to visit it. It's really neat, and then mm. I like to go home. <laughs> I like to get out, yeah. Anyway, you want a Los Angeles hitter against Los Angeles pitcher? Alaska.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm diving deep here. I, I looked long and hard at Logan Forsyth, and then I remembered he's really not that great against righties. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Chase Utley.
0: Okay, I okay. can see that. Yeah, I looked at that too.
1: Since Adrian Gonzalez has been out, he's been sliding in there at first base. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of taking you know, a bit of the pressure off his his you know injury riddled body.
0: Yes. The old man body. The old yeah, his yeah, I think he's a year younger than me, but I he, Do you think Mark Burley's in better shape than Chase Utley?
1: No, Utley is in much better shape than Burley. I mean <laughs> right, you know, Burley has lost weight, but Utley is you know, it, still it, it, an athlete. Utley's still an athlete whereas Burley is, is like settled into his dad bod.
0: Yeah. Like clearly right. like I think he settled into his dad bod while he was playing, but either way. Do you think Mark Burley could hit Ricky in Alaska? That's a joke. You don't have to actually Analyze that. I'm but... trying to
1: remember, I don't think Burles was really that good of a hitter,
0: <laughs> but Chase Utley should be able to hit Ricky Alaska. Yeah,
1: again, we've talked about Ricky Alaska quite a bit. You kind of throw this out. I yeah, like I Utley because he, I like Utley because he does well against righties. Yeah, you know, he's he's equally rough against both sides, so you can kind of pick on him as you see fit. Either way, I like the, I like this the Dodgers against. The angels in this a yep, lot
0: i'm fine with that matt i am this is one of those cases where we've been doing this podcast together too long because i'm in line with you at least on some of these oh, i'm no. taking i'm spending a little bit more i'm gonna take for my c pick my backup pick i want jacques peterson against ricky Nalasco. he's 35 percent owned had a little more thump than Utley, but that's a good pick i'm right there with you that's a really yeah, i think pick. he just
1: homered the other day so that's a really good pick
0: yeah pick him pick dodgers we're, we're on board there dodgers against nolasco all day I'm going to go ahead, also up to 26% owned, but previously mentioned, Matt Davidson is one of the cheaper White Sox in the White Sox lineup who's going to hit lefties. He's 26% owned. He's mashing. I don't know that he's going to keep mashing. I don't know that the White Sox shouldn't train him as fast as they can, but yeah. He gets Jordan Montgomery, and they, as a team, can do damage, and he's been still hitting, so I'm into that. And then, Matt, I'm surprised you pulled the name out, but my A pick, I want it 1%. I want Jose Martinez, the sure nondescript <laughs> Jose Martinez. You know, that's a cheap... I mean, I looked at Paul DeJong. I like Paul DeJong. I've already used him this month. He's rolling. He's good. Keep going with Paul DeJong. I'm into it there. Randall Grichik just came up. And he should be able to hit lefties, but he's been bad this year. Uh, so you could consider that. But Jose Martinez, I think if he gets in there, it's kind of an intriguing one of those no name Cardinals guys that all of a sudden becomes a borderline all star out of nowhere. I don't know if he's going to do that yet, but there's a small part of me that's like, oh man, here we go. So Cardinals way. Yeah, apparently. So Jose Martinez 1%. I'm into that. That's my a pick if he gets in there for sure. Tuesday, we have a full slate of games, more pitchers to pick from. This one I actually had a Number of ones I could have gone with here. Okay, uh, I, th- I
1: think we have the same guy again. Just, I just made sure I know. Based on what I know of you, I'm. I'm and how long we've been doing this together. I I think we have the same pick. Either way,
0: continue. maybe. All right. So Jeff Hoffman goes to San Francisco. He's 51% owned. Not eligible. <laughs> I'm A okay with that. I think that's fine. Again, Rockies against the, in San Francisco. I'm taking most of them all the time in this contest. He gets enough strikeouts. He'll be fine. Dan Straley's at home against the Mets. He's 57% owned. Also honorable mention. We can't take him. I'd recommend that. You're fine with that too, right? <sighs>
1: Too many lefties in that lineup though.
0: So they're so yeah. left handed. It's okay. I don't it's not a slam dunk, but it's an option for sure. Yeah. Then the ones I'm not into, your boy, Joe Biagenie, gets Baltimore, he's continues to be okay. Nothing special. It's an option.
1: There is a bit of a pl- platoon split there against lefties, if you're looking to exploit that. I don't think I yeah. have any, but if you were.
0: Yeah, they're mostly right-handed in Baltimore. I don't know. It'd be fine. Your boy Mike Clevenger gets the Rangers, and he's been okay, too. I I, I don't love that, but he's keeping runs off the board at an okay rate. He's not going deep. He's already under four. The Rangers are an average lineup. I don't want it, but you could do it if you're looking for real cheap DFS options or real deep leagues. That is... There's potential for a quality start there. And our boy Junior Guerra goes to Cincinnati, and he continues to be okay. I Even mean, though Cincinnati can hit, so I'm not really trying to pick on them pitcher wise, but I don't know. His ERA is 311. He continues to put up quality starts. Three quality starts in a row. I think you could, but none of those guys are your pick, right? No. Okay, there's <sighs> two left though. Oh, there's no. two, and I really could take either of these. I know he's the flashy tachy, one.
1: Doesn't matter. The but... interesting
0: one. I'm not going to do it. Is Sean Newcomb going to San Diego? And I almost wish I could. Sean Newcomb is a prospect. He's been up. He's been great so far. as ERA under two through three starts. He's left-handed, and the Padres are last in baseball against lefties. If he had a little bit more of a track record, this would be the safe one for me. I'm not going there. If you are, I don't blame you. Are you taking Sean Newcomb? Yeah. Ah, see, I'm not taking Sean Newcomb, and I'm totally fine with it. I'm, I'm going somewhere else, but I like this one for sure. Matt, I want to talk about Mike Fires because Mike Fires over his last five starts, has a 1.72 ERA, a 5.22 OPS against, and most importantly, has not allowed a home run in five starts. We picked on Mike Fires for the first two months because he was a home run machine in a bad way, but he's <laughs> corralled it. I he's on fire right now. I don't know what's going on. His ERA uh, is all the way down to three eight one. But he faced Oakland last time out in Oakland. Went six innings, one run, five strikeouts, and now he gets Oakland at home. I, he's on fire. I'm rolling with it. I'm <laughs> taking Mike fires. Stop saying Mike Fires is on fire. That's I'm sorry. Twice. <laughs> I'm sorry. It wasn't intentional. I know it was could, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, if I had realized that, I would have made a better pun. But, yeah, uh, he's been real, real good. I apologize for my unintentional bad puns. But, anyway, I'm taking that. But I'm totally okay with the Sean Newcomb thing, too. I think both of those are great options. I would stack them both in DFS. I'd take them as your two starters. There's upside there. So, yeah, and I'm not scared of the A's and I'm not scared of the Padres. So, do you think I'm crazy for this Mike Fires thing? (sighs) I'm actually picking against him, but I don't think I don't think it's insane. Yeah, I don't know if he's made a change or what, but
1: you know, yeah. you you could call this a gambler's fallacy, but
0: I don't believe he can go six straight starts without allowing a home run. I'm just thinking that, considering how many he was giving up, and now that he's stopped, well, and again, the 5.22 OPS against. So it's not just that he stopped homers; it's that he's you know okay, stopped okay. allowing. Where, where, where were he playing it.
1: these? Were these games in the road or at home? What's the split there?
0: Okay. So last time was in Oakland. He was at home against Boston. He was at home against the Angels. He was in Kansas City and he was in Minnesota. And so that's, that's an okay mix there. Actually, no, that's
1: actually a a, a mix. It's a good enough mix to have me scratching. I was hoping there'd be some kind of pattern where he was like, you know, all five starts from the road and it was like, you know, Kansas City. Yeah you
0: know, Chicago and yeah. you know, Oakland you And know. five starts isn't a huge sample size by any means, but it's enough to be like, all right, things are things are going okay. So I'm I'm buying into Mike Fires right now. We'll see. Hopefully I don't get burned. But there are options. Again, I like fires, I like Newcomb, I like Hoffman and I'm fine with Straley. So Tuesday you got plenty of options. How about hitters, Matt? Who are you trying to pick on?
1: Okay. Speaking of Mike Fires, I'm picking on Mike Fires.
0: I'm fine with it. I think that's okay.
1: I know you are. He's still a righty who struggles with righties. You know, he's got an OPS against against righties like well over 800. It's like 890 something. So I'm I'm looking for a righty I can kind of toss in there against him. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna roll Franklin Barreto.
0: Yeah, new prospect that just came up. And I was interested when he came up, and I saw him like on the waiver wire in a league, and I looked at AAA stats so far this year, and he's been okay. You know, I think he has a big future. And part of me was like, I don't think he's going to make that much of an immediate impact. I don't know if I need to grab him now. And then he like homered on his first day, yeah, <laughs> Saturday, and I'm like, all right. So there's enough talent there that. I don't think it's a bad idea to maybe roll the dice on him early.
1: And you know? he, hom- he homered off a righty, too.
0: Yeah, he is their top prospect. You know, he's a guy, for sure. I don't know if he's going to do it this year, but you know, any dynasty leagues where he's somehow not owned, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm into that.
1: He's a 13% owned, and he's my C pick. Yeah,
0: that's going to go up.
1: My B is... See, we've got that, that that character that you like pitching in Kansas City, that Matt, Matt Strom...
0: Uh, he's interesting. I'm certainly not picking him, but he's, he's, he's a prospect.
1: He's interesting, but he's left-handed, and he's facing Detroit, who is like yes. nothing but right-handers.
0: Yes. It's going to be a bad matchup for him.
1: So, at 3% owned, I'm tossing James McCann in there against him.
0: Uh, okay. Who's had a history of hitting some lefties, for sure? Yes, he has.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Okay. I've okay. Jump into and that. Then-
1: at twenty one percent owned, it's my turn to pick Shin Chu Chu versus Mike Clevenger.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. He didn't do anything for me when I picked him, but I do still feel that he's underowned. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's lefty left the righty in favor of Chu. He's only twenty one percent owned. He's actually, you know, compiling his way to a typical Shin Chu year, like back when, you know, everybody was like falling all over themselves to have him on their team. So
0: Yeah. I don't know that he's gonna go twenty twenty again, no. but if he goes 15-15 and he's that underowned, like yeah, okay. That's very useful. So, yeah,
1: and and he again, he he like kind of compiles his way to decent seasons. He's not a guy who's going to go out and have like a ridiculous game, but he's going to give you there's points to be had there. Is, is, is yeah. kind of the
0: point. And they still bat him lead off. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm into that. So, for my C pick, I'm circling Trevor Williams, who continues to not be special at all. And I'm looking at the Rays and Trevor Williams is a right-hander who has actually struggled a little more with righties. And lefties, he's just been bad. And so I looked at the Rays lineup for a righty that can hit righties. And that has been Tim Beckham, former first overall pick, who's been pretty okay this season, actually. All the Rays are kind of hitting. And he's a righty hitting righty. And then he's gonna, you know, go up against the righty, struggles with the righties. And he's 31% owned. So for a C pick, a backup guy who should be in the lineup i am okay with tim beckham there he's he's been just fine for my b pick matt i have a guy that you like he's 10 percent owned he's just been on fire trying to find cheap guys in the brewers lineup what is going on with eric sogard matt can you tell me at all actually what in the world actually i can okay it's a voodoo magic
1: it is not he's changed his approach to the plate is what he's done uh, he's been, okay. he's been a, lot, a lot more patient. I mean, he was always kind of known for being a, a patient guy, but he's kind of like you know turned it up to eleven, so to speak. Apparently, and all he does, he 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 does not. If it's outside his zone, it, he does not touch it. It's simple as that. Yeah. You, you if you, you to get him out, you have to throw him a strike.
0: Yeah, and it's not just walks. It means he's actually hitting good pitches, and it's coming out well because
1: again, a reason for that, he's he's batting lead off in front of Eric Thames. Yeah, who, who do you think is going to see the fastball there?
0: Yeah. So, I don't know it's going to keep it up, but he's on fire, and he's still only 10% owned. I'm not necessarily running out to grab him, because he still can't really hit lefties at all. So, he's still a platoon player. He's, in fact, left-handed. You know? Yeah. So, maybe not a guy you want in your, you know, roto league, but he's been on fire. He gets Tim Edelman, he gets the Reds. They're all bad. He's He's going to Cincinnati. So, I'm going to check out. Sogard. But my A pick at 1%, if he gets in, my first option, against Hector Santiago in Fenway, the cheap right-hander against the lefties. Sam Travis doesn't play a lot, but when no. he does, he gets in against the lefties, and he's done his job against lefties. He's kind of in this weird limbo where he should be getting playing time somewhere, and he's not. But when they use him against lefties, he gets his job done. So he's 1% owned. It's possible he gets in there. Check your lineups. But if he gets Hector Santiago in Fenway, yes, please. I think that's cheap points at 1%. But my backup to that is Sogard. My backup to that is Tim Beckham on Tuesday. So All right, Matt. Wednesday is another full slate. This was the ugliest pitching day for me. I don't know about you, if you feel good about whoever you ended up picking. But it's a tough one.
1: I feel okay about it.
0: The best one's probably Zach Godley, but he's 55% owned. We can't have him. He gets the Cardinals, and I think he might be fine there, but mm-hmm. not for us. Uh, Blake Snell is back, and he goes to the Pittsburgh. You were down on him before he got bad, you know, and so it's hard to trust him there. I think there's strikeout upside there one day. You're not going to believe this, but I'm still down on him. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to see him get it together, but I'm definitely not betting there now. Your boy, Mark Leader Jr., had an okay start. He did. He did, but i assume you're not banking on him in Seattle. Not really, no. Good for that start, but I need to see more than that before I'm buying it all.
1: His father was a rated rookie at one point.
0: (laughs) Your boy, Alex Meyer, at home against the Dodgers. No way in that matchup, right? No, sadly. Yeah, and the Dodgers get a DH, and who knows what's going on there, so. Uh, all I see that's left is the return of the Jesse Hahn versus David Paulino duel. It went so mediocre last time, way worse for Hahn, but David Paulino wasn't great, but I think I still want the David Paulino side. He has a 504 ERA, which is kind of ugly, but he has 26 strikeouts with 7 walks, and... I'm still not that scared of the A's, so mostly for not seeing a better option here on Wednesday, I want David Paulino against the A's again, but I hope you have a better idea here, because I don't see much else to go with.
1: I have an idea.
0: I don't know if it's better. Okay. Are you going with David Paulino? No, I'm going with Daniel Norris. Okay. Daniel Norris gets the Royals. I'm fine with that. I guess that's... No, I guess that's fine. He hasn't been great lately, but the Royals stink, so... Um, yeah. Is, is that mostly your analysis? That's the Royals think.
1: That, and I think there, there's strikeout upside there. He averages about a strikeout per inning. Mm-hmm. It is isn't home, which really, again, doesn't – he doesn't really have much of a home road split. He's about equally mediocre in both. Mm-hmm. <sighs> This is me kind of throwing my hands up and saying, I do not want Jesse Hahn or David Paulino. Yeah, and Yeah. I know Kansas City's bad enough, and I, I believe in Daniel Norris's talent that I think there's a decent start in there, and there's strikeout it, it, You know, the worst thing that happens is he goes, you know, say, five innings and strikes out six guys, honestly. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's going to give up yeah. – he might give up a bunch of runs, but at least, you know, you're going to get the points for the strikeouts there.
0: He has to look out for the mighty Whit Merrifield, though. That's the problem here. So, I think yeah. we all do,
1: Dylan. I think yes. we all do.
0: We all do. All right. So how about on the hitter side? Should have a little bit more luck here, hopefully. Who are you looking at for hitters on Wednesday? <laughs> right,
1: my C pick, speaking of Blake Snell, uh, mm-hmm. he's in fact left-handed. I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh righty. Sure. You want righties against him. He's been rough against righties in particular this season. I'm going to toss my guy Josh Harrison in there.
0: Yeah, I like that. He's plenty competent.
1: He's a 50% owned, but he's, in fact, a C, he, he's my C pick. So this is kind of a guy that I, I know he's going to get in there. And believe it, he's got like four homers against lefties so far this year. So he's got some pop you know, when, when guys are coming from the left side.
0: He can quietly kind of bring it again. He was kind of a sensation for a while and hasn't done much in recent years. Mm. But he, he can do it. I like that, especially against a lefty.
1: Yeah. Next up, my B pick. We've got Adam Wainwright going out to the desert. Yeah,
0: that's not great. No. He's been real bad.
1: He has. And i almost saying, you know, the, the, the entire D-backs lineup is left-handed. He's been rough against lefties. Actually, he's been rough against both sides. He's kind of got the Ricky thing going where you kind of throw-handedness out out, of, out the window. But Gregor Blanco is at 1%, and he's been awesome against righties this year. That's where, that's where I want him.
0: Yeah, and often near the top of the lineup. I like yep. that. Typically. I'm into that. I, I like it enough that I picked it once, but I'm fine with picking against uh, Wainwright, too.
1: So. Next up. Sure. And, my A pick. We've got Jeff Locke at home against the Mets. He's in fact left handed. We want. Righties against him. Actually, he's not as much of a split this year, but I'm not really buying it. We know who Jeff Locke is on this show. I At think least that to makes, this point, yeah. I think is that safe to say? Yes. I'm gonna toss Will, my guy Wilmer Flores out there against him.
0: Oh, I like that. Yeah, Wilmer Flores can mash on lefties for sure.
1: Can mash on lefties, and he's only six percent on.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. I haven't made a Wilmer Flores pick in a while, but I'm into that.
1: Yeah, and not only that he qualifies all over the diamond against lefties so far this year, seven nine four OPS, two of his seven homers, six RBIs. He hasn't gotten in there much but when he does he does damage so
0: yeah all right, I'm into that. Yeah, I've definitely been into Wilmer Flores in the past, so I'm, I'm there, especially against the Redstone Rocket. It'll be fine. My more expensive-ish C pick at 31%, I want a Blue Jay against Wade Miley and against that Orioles pitching. I want Kevin Pillar. He's all the way down to 31% owned. He's slowed down a bit. He's moved down the lineup, but he's still mashing on lefties. He can take Wade Miley. He's going to be just fine there. So
1: They've been making a lot of transactions. they got some, someone named Jan Parm and they have Dwight Smith Jr. on the roster.
0: Yeah, that's a thing. So,
1: um, <laughs> Jan, Jan Parmley is from Snohomish, Washington.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I think that'll be fine, picking against Wade Miley. I'm not worried about him. This is a C pick. My B pick, Matt. Are you ready for the latest edition of cheap San Diego Padre who is somehow hitting? Because I got one for you. Oh, God. And we'll see. It's not Franchi Cordero. It's not Alan Cordoba. But right-handed batter who's been batting leadoff plenty and doing some damage, and he gets a lefty. His name is Jose Perella, and he's been playing left field but he can play the infield as well, kind of a utility guy taking over. His OPS is sky-high so far, and he's definitely hitting lefties. I don't know if this is going to stick, but he's 27 years old, and he's never gotten a huge opportunity, and he's 10% owned. So I'm all about this lightning in a bottle, I guess, with these San Diego guys who, more important than anything, are getting an opportunity. So, and especially at 27 years old, who knows what's going to happen. But a little bit of pop, a little bit of speed, I'm checking out Jose Perella here, because, I don't know, they're giving him an option. It's mostly a pick against Jaime Garcia, let's be clear about that. It's a righty taking advantage of Jaime Garcia, who's... Been okay, but we'll still struggle with righties. So, my A pick, though, above that, more importantly, I see Ty Block there. I remember earlier in the show, I thought he might be a guy. I'm not sure he's a guy. And he's left-handed, and he keeps getting whooped on by righties. So, my Rockies catcher that I want going to San Francisco is the right-hander Tom Murphy who should get in there against the lefty tie block. I believe that to be just kind of a platoon behind the plate. So Tom Murphy at 10% should get in. Guy can kind of hit. I wish a were in Coors, Should be fine in San Francisco. It's against tie block. So Tom Murphy is my A pick there. If not him, the illustrious Jose Perella. And then Kevin Pillar is my backup. All right, Matt. Thursday, June 29th. The last day we're going to cover here. Another full slate. This one's not great for me either. Uh, honorable mention we can't pick. Brad J. Peacock, 53% owned. He's out of our reach. He gets the A's. I think that's probably okay. He might not go deep, but he seems to be competent. I don't know what's going on, but he seems to be competent. But not for us. James Shields is back. He gets the Yankees in Chicago. No way, right? No way, yeah, I'm still a little bit interested, just not against the Yankees, you not be there, I'm not did Nelson lament at home against the Braves. He continues to allow a bunch of runs, but still strike people out. There's yeah, that upside, yeah, you know, last time you said you were a little interested. He went six innings, three runs, only two earned, and he had five strikeouts and a walk. Yeah. He would have been okay with that, so I'm a
1: little interested,
0: yeah, a little interested. It's in San Diego against the Braves. I think that's possible. Yeah. flip side of that. I'm thinking about it, Mike Fultonevich going to San Diego, yeah. Eh, that's that's my fine.
1: Pick. That's my pick. Don.
0: That's your pick. I'm totally fine with that. I'm gonna look for a little more upside, maybe. But Bye. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, that was like my second option. But okay. I'm good, Who's so. your
1: first option?
0: It's not J. C. Ramirez getting the Dodgers, but okay. I we 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 haven't picked him in a while. Uh, how about Seth Lugo going to Miami? Are you worried about the Marlins at all? They are below average against righties, and even though he left me hanging, left us hanging a little bit last time, I like Seth Lugo in Miami. I think that's going to be fine. They can hit lefties. They don't really hit righties as much. So I'm going with Seth Lugo, but I am totally fine with the very boring Mike fulton as well. Were there any other pitchers here you liked on Thursday? There's not much.
1: No, you know, Gerald Cotton, if he makes that start, which I don't think he is, is kind of intriguing, but yeah.
0: Interesting guy. You're on the record. You had said that you think next year might be Gerald yeah. Cotton's year.
1: Next year. Yeah. yeah that's the year I want to own him, not this year. It was, yeah, he was, yeah it was way overhyped for, for what he was.
0: Interesting prospect. He doesn't quite have it yet, but he yeah. definitely could. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, okay. How about hitters then on Thursday?
1: My C pick. I've got one I know you didn't think of.
0: Okay. you
1: sure? sure? Okay. Oh, a hundred percent. Homer Bailey. Is me pitching in, yes. C- in Cincinnati against the Brewers.
0: Yeah, he made his return. It didn't go so well. No, it went really badly. <laughs> he allowed eight runs on three walks and no homers. That means allowing a lot of hits. That's, that's hard to do. Of,
1: yes, that's that's batting
0: practices. That's called his ERA is forty three point two. That's which is shocking. I haven't seen that number in a while. Yeah, so he's better than that, but yeah. <laughs> he's better than that but uh, yeah you want to pick against him yeah
1: 43.2 i know let's see along five runs in an inning is a 45 era so he
0: allowed eight and one and two thirds one and two th- okay yeah okay it wait, was,
1: wait. Yeah, yeah it makes sense
0: yeah a whip of 5.4 he will almost surely bring it down i would think but we'll see well um, believe it or not the brewers have a new catcher okay have you heard of this I have not heard of the Brewers' new catcher.
1: They signed
0: Stephen Vogt. Oh, okay. Yeah, I missed that one. And according to to
1: what I'm seeing here, he's already on the major league roster. They're 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 expected to make a move. It's probably Jet Bandy getting sent down.
0: Right, and he should be up at least by Thursday.
1: Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah, it's it's Sunday already. He's been signed. Yeah, he should he should be on the team by you know tomorrow. And they're getting a righty on Thursday. Why not? You know. Yep. So I'm at fifteen percent. I'm going to toss Stephen Vogt in there against. Homer Bailey,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and hopefully some of the Eric Sogard fairy dust rubs
0: off on him. <laughs> Something's going on, yeah. Or the facing red pitching fairy dust would be helpful, but yeah.
1: You know, facing you know post-op Homer Bailey.
0: Well, I had heard of Stephen Vogt, but I did not have him on my radar as a pick, so I'm into that. Yeah,
1: no, you got you got DFA'd earlier in the week, and
0: yeah, I did see that. I just didn't see he landed in Milwaukee. That's no, good. the, the Brewers the,
1: were the only team to claim him.
0: I know. okay. Well, right on.
1: My B pick. I've got another mediocre catcher for you. Actually, you Perfect. like this guy. You like this guy. Yes. Uh, Martin Perez also making oh making his return from the DL. Yes. So I'm I'm gonna toss Jan Gomes out there at four percent owned.
0: I'm into that. He can hit lefties. Yes. He can do it.
1: It's, I like that. Martin Perez has been rough. Uh, OPS against lefties and righties well over 800. Jan Gomes has been solid against lefties so far this season.
0: Yep. Yeah. I looked at it, but I had already picked him this month. So it's I have not.
1: And my A pick. Uh, Your your friend and life coach Joe Ross is pitching at home against the Cubs. Mm-hmm. We want lefties against Joe Ross. Yes, we do. And sadly, you know, Anthony Rizzo, way too owned. Yes. Jan Hap, I think I already used. I'm going to toss John Jay at 1% owned.
0: Okay. Against I can Joe see Ross. that.
1: More of a pick against Washington. And they're both, you know, the against Joe Ross and the Washington bullpen. Mm-hmm. Jay, you know, he's been confident against righties this year. OPS around, I think, 750, 760, something like that. Nothing to write home about. But it's, no. it's a decent matchup for him with Joe Ross being as mediocre as he is so far this season.
0: Yep, I'm into that, for sure. All right, so I have four names down, and they're all guys I'm not sure are going to get in the lineup. So I wrote four. Is one of them
1: Dwight Smith Jr.?
0: It is absolutely Dwight Smith Jr. Are you serious it's against Ubaldo? I freaking knew it because it's Ubaldo. So look, I looked at the Toronto Blue Jays lineup because okay. it, you see Ubaldo and you got to pick somewhere, and you, you look do. at the Blue Jays lineup. And as stinky as their year started, that lineup now is—I wouldn't say loaded, but it's full of guys who are not cheap. You know, and you could okay. use Kevin Pillar. I mentioned him earlier in the episode, but I want to go cheaper. Steve Pierce has not done much ryan goins i can't hit he just he can't hit it's fine I,
1: I looked long and hard at ryan goins i couldn't talk myself into it so
0: can't hit it's not worth a pick kendry's morales overowned. justin smoke way up there i mean batista martin donaldson like there's just not a cheap option here but they have played four in their last five games they have played dwight smith jr in in the outfield mostly in left field he's been playing out there you know taking time from steve pierce who was kind of hurt and kinda of prefers to hit, you know, against lefties anyway. So if Dwight Smith Jr. has been hitting, has absolutely been hitting a ton. And I don't know that this is real by any means, but can I reiterate Ubaldo Jimenez is pitching again for the Orioles. And that's it. This is the pick against him. Dwight Smith's been great so far in a real small sample size. And yeah. getting Super their confidence exciting. enough to at least start you know, he was hitting at AAA this year. I don't know. This is a pick against Dubaldo, Absolutely. And he's 0% owned. So I want a warm body against Ubaldo because okay. the Orioles are setting records and how many runs they're allowing. It's been real bad. So that below that, if he doesn't get in, which he very well might not, I also want to pick against Joe Ross. I want the 1% owned Miguel Montero, who also might not make it in. We've tried to pick him before. He, yeah. You know, it's kind of... Starting two, three times a week. So, lefty against Joe Ross, I'm in there, absolutely. If they don't get in, my C pick is Austin Jackson getting Martin Perez at 1%. We talked about him kind of hitting lefties. He sometimes (sighs) comes up to that. I know. Again, I would have had Jan Gomes, but I already picked him. But he also, in the small sample size, has hit lefties. I'm intrigued there. And then, if none of them get in, and if somehow I did not get him before... I wrote down Sogard again. Sogard getting Homer Bailey is going to be totally fine, too. I actually almost should move that up. I like that. I have him as my B pick before, earlier, but I, you're probably fine with Sogard getting Homer Bailey, I assume?
1: Yes, I'm fine with yeah. that, yeah.
0: And the Reds bullpen, when Homer Bailey only goes two or three innings, so yeah, they're better this year. They're certainly they set records for being bad last year, and they're not doing that this year. That's true. So that is the thing. So yeah, bunch of cheap, cheap options for me on Thursday. I don't know which one's going to get in, but I'm curious about all of them. So all right, well that should do it for us for the week, Matt. Do you have anything before we get rolling out of here?
1: Uh, I'm ready to to, to go fire up the grill and and get some yeah. ribs
0: going. Yeah. All right. Happy weekend to you. And then uh, our, our schedule coming up this week will be the same. And then our 4th of July recording schedule should be the same too. We will be celebrating, but podcast schedule won't change. So i yeah. will be us. Matt is back on Twitter at Matt D underscore DFS. I am still on Twitter at Higginsfos, and yeah, I'd like to hear from you. If you're crazy enough to take someone like Jose Perella or Dwight Smith Jr. or Eric you know, Sogard, and they put up a bunch of points from you, we want to hear about it. I want to hear, yeah, I took Franchi Cordero, and he went deep. Thank you. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to
1: hear that. But you know, I, I'm <laughs> not. Gonna, you know, Dwight, Dwight Smith. Like when I was growing up, he was probably one of my favorite players. Like as, when, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I can tell you why. It's because he could also sing.
0: Oh, okay.
1: He's a fantastic singer, apparently. I mean, he would, he would often do like, uh, the you know, national anthem for the, for the Cubs.
0: Huh. I was not aware of that.
1: No, no. He's, he's cool. a fan, fantastic singer. I believe he wanted to be a professional singer, if I'm not mistaken, because he's that good.
0: Did you see the thing, related to us getting old, did you see the thing the other day about how Cody Bellinger doesn't know who Jerry Seinfeld is? <laughs> no! It started with a Brandon McCarthy tweet where somebody, like, he said something about Corey Seager and Cody Bellinger, something, something. And someone was, like, replied and was like, do they even know who Jerry Seinfeld is? And he was like, honestly, I have to hesitate because I'm not sure. That makes me worried. And then I think it was Scott Van Pelt or somebody, like, asked Bellinger. And Bellinger was like, look, I've heard of Jerry Seinfeld. I know who he is. I don't know what he does. And people were like, "Wow!" And then somebody was like, "Yeah, he was two years old when the final episode came out." Damn. So you
1: even see? you think rerun? I mean, like, I think I was like, you know, I, I don't even think I was born. Was I? Was I not? I can't. Remember. Anyway, I was really young when when Mash had its final episode. Yeah, I'm still see. I guarantee you, I've seen every single episode of Mash in my lifetime.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's well, you and I weren't busy playing baseball, yeah. like Cody Bellinger was. was say he was probably being <laughs> becoming active. a world class athlete. Yeah, but I thought that was pretty funny. We're old. That's a thing, so. All right, well, that should about do it for us. Heading into the week. Good what, luck what you with your mean, wait, picks. Wait, wait, wait. What, what do you mean we're old, millennial scum? <laughs> that's a big, wide net that I suppose you can try and cast my way. If I <laughs> asked you to define it, I don't think you could, so. What? What a millennial is. You. That's just an old person term for young people. There's no... True. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything, so... Yeah, uh, I am younger than you, but I can still have these moments where I'm like, "Oh boy, these players are young." <laughs> you so, can. like Dwight Smith Jr. Okay. Anyway, that'll do it. I'm glad I got called millennial scum for the first time on this podcast. <laughs> Let's check that one off. Probably not for the last. Laugh. <laughs> That's good. All right, for Matt, I'm Dylan. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you on Friday. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Dreams podcast.